welcome to another episode of Resonate Radio. You can follow us on Instagram at Team Resonate. You can send us an email to info at resonatecannabis.com. Today is an episode of the Tranibus Kitchen. Excited to have Chef Tranibus with us. Don't forget to follow us, to leave a review on the Apple Podcast. It is a big help for us and all of those that participate at Resonate Radio. Don't forget you can take part in the conversations at YouTube and Twitch, and you can also come through on Clubhouse and take part in the live episodes. Have a wonderful day, and we will see you on the next episode of Resonate Radio. Enjoy, everyone. We're live. We are live. There you go. I told you this time I'd let you know before we do it. We're live, everybody on Resonate Radio. Welcome. It's good to see you on YouTube, on Twitch, on Clubhouse. It is the Tranibus Cooking Class. We're learning with Chef Tranibus today, Wednesday, August 25th, 4.05 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Fruit Tab is going to be making another appearance in this stream. Of course, why not? It's a wonderful product, Chef Tranibus. Always wonderful to see you. How you doing today, Jamie? What's going on? Um, I'm feeling good. We're ready to make some donuts. They're not going to be Dogles, but they're still going to rock, and I'm looking forward to making them. Dogles, now you're making people going to go check out some other episodes. I like that. I like that. That's the way it should go. Well, Mm -hmm. Jamie, it's all you. Let's do this thing. This is the Tranibus Cooking Class. We're live on Clubhouse, YouTube, Twitch. Good to see you. Let's get it rocking and rolling, brother. Good to see you as well. Welcome, everyone, to the Tranibus Cooking Show uh, right here on Resonate Radio. Thank you so much for resonating with us. I am Chef Tranibus, a.k.a. Tranibus, a.k.a. Jamie London Wahlberg, and my pronouns are he, him. You are in the Tranibus kitchen, and we are going to be making something that I just heard from Spirit the other day. It was like elderberry, carrot cake, donuts, and now we're making baked, vegan, gluten-free, fruit slabs-infused, elderberry, carrot cake, donuts. Yeah, that's a mouthful, and it is going to be when you eat them. We're using these silicone molds that some of you may have seen before. This is going to be a pretty quick recipe. Uh, As usual, I found a recipe and, like, completely changed it. No one seems to have done this before. And uh, of course, it's very easy to substitute and infuse this in many different ways. We'll talk about that along the way, as well as uh, substituting with different ingredients if you don't want it to be vegan or you don't want it to be gluten-free. So let's go. Let's get this started. Firstly, thank you so much to sponsor Fruit Slabs. Fruit Slabs are a vegan, gluten-free, kosher certified, organic, no preservatives added, edible. It is incredible. It is an incredible product. They come in different flavors. They're 10 milligrams per a little square. They look like this. They are a fruit leather. This is the OG mango. That is what we're going to be using. What you're looking at is 60 milligrams. So we're looking at about 5 milligrams of THC per a donut. They do have CBD options. You can go to fruitslabs.com and check those out. If you are interested in becoming a co-slabberator, I recommend you do it. That is what got me a hold of these. And I love, love, love putting them in food because it's a really easy product to work in to anything that I'm making. It is so tolerant of heat and pretty much anything that you do with it, it just fits right in. And it's a really great way to know a little bit more precisely what my dosing is, as well as work with some fun flavors. And so this is a just really simple mango puree, like it's real mangoes. It's very high quality product. 
and it's going to be totally fine baking it in the donuts. I bake it in the donuts all the time. So with that said, it's carrot cake. So naturally we've got some shredded carrots. We are putting hemp seeds. We are using coconut oil as our base. This is a great fat that is going to help with the binding of the THC and all the other goodies that are in our product, all the terps. We've got some raw unfiltered organic honey. Of course, we've got elderberry powder. This is what we are using to add our elderberry in. We are using some honey grams because of course, who's had a carrot cake without like some sort of crust or like something, I don't know. Maybe it's more of a pie thing, but I'm doing it. We're, we're gonna have a graham cracker crust. We've got some all-purpose flour. We are using a toasted coconut, coconut almond milk which is also gluten-free. We're using some pumpkin spice. We're using some vanilla extract. We're using some Himalayan pink rock salt and baking powder. I know I'm going over this really quickly, but this will be saved. And I'm also going to make a post with the recipe once I've fully decided uh, in here and what the guides have guided me to put in. So with that said, it's again, a very simple recipe. You need a big bowl. You're going to want a whisk. You're going to want something to oil up our silicone molds even though they're super slippery i just find it really helps it's going to give also a nice golden color on top so i'm using a pastry brush but like you can use your finger you could use a towel you could use a spoon you know whatever it is that you want so our step one is our oven we've got it at 350 degrees and it's already super hot <laughs> here in the in the kitchen opening this up. That was probably not the wisest choice for me to do that with a pen, which now has coconut oil all over it. <laughs> Sometimes I just grab a hold of whatever it is to open whatever it is. All right, well, I'll deal with that later. So um, this is a new container of coconut oil, which I didn't remember you're going to need your coconut oil melted so if you've been putting it in the fridge or the freezer do not well i don't know why you'd really put it in the freezer but if you put it in the fridge it's going to solidify um so no no need to panic just toss it in the microwave or in a small pot on the stove and melt that up mine has been sitting i'm in california it's summertime it's been just sitting in in the cabinet so it is uh totally liquefied and and ready to rock. So I'm gonna move this out of the way so that you can see what's happening. So I'm using a very, very small amount of this coconut oil and I'm just really brushing it all around here. Again, this is gonna help create a golden color and it's also gonna ensure that these are not sticking in our process. And so we're just really lightly coating this. You don't want oil necessarily sitting around in here. There's no reason for it. I'm not entirely sure that I'm going to end up making 12 donuts, but that is the plan here. I've got two of these little molds. Um, these molds are not fancy. They're, they're high quality, you know, basic silicone molds. Got them right off of Amazon, a pair for like seven bucks. You know, just go type in um, diesel molds. I, I love them. You know, if, if you've been following along, I use them absolutely all the time. So getting rid of the brush at this time. All right. So we've got our bowl. 
That is ready. It's off to the side. We're letting it hang out. So the first thing that we're going to want to do is put our slabs aside. That is the last thing that is basically going to be, well, maybe not the total last thing, but it's going to be somewhat of the one of the last things that's fully incorporated. Where's my tiny cutting board? I forgot about that. We're going to want to slice up the slabs. And I'm just going to use, you know, a typical little serrated knife. Just make it really, really quick. It's not an issue. Okay. So step one, we're going to come in here with our dry ingredients. A lot of the times when baking, you want to really separate your dry and your wet. It's a lot easier to incorporate, make sure that nothing is really bumpy. But there's not really that much wet ingredient that's going in here. So we're just going to start with the dry ingredients and kind of reverse engineer this thing. So we're going to start here with our carrots. These are already shredded. It's already washed. It's already prepped. And, uh, you know, probably just like two kind of handfuls. I got small handfuls, so it's prob we're probably talking about like about a three quarters of a cup to a cup of our shredded carrots. Did I have that even written down? I had half a cup, but I'm definitely putting more than that. This is carrot cake. Like, I want there to be a solid amount of carrots in here, so I'm adjusting it. It's probably more like three quarters of a cup. Okay, next up, we've got our hemp seeds. We're going to put about a tablespoon in here. You know, just feel it out, eyeball it. Use a, a tablespoon a lot, right? So just uh, don't stress out about it. Just put in some, some hemp seeds. Really high in protein and fiber. Okay, we are going with our baking powder. This is the one thing I'm measuring because baking powder is very, very scientific. We're, we need a teaspoon. And you want to level that off. This is no fuckery. It's really, really, really important <laughs> that, you, that you are getting that right. Because this is what's going to help us to have this be dough to rise up a little bit. Okay, we're going to put in some pink rock Himalayan sea salt. We're going to put in some of our pumpkin spice. You know, just probably about, you know, with, with the shaking of that, probably like half half a teaspoon, something like that. Okay, um, now we're coming in with the flour. We need about a cup of flour. And um, I'm not using a processed sort of sugar, so I'm using honey. So we are going to use a little bit more flour probably because I know that it's otherwise going to be a little bit drier. We're coming in with our elderberry now. For those who don't know, elderberry is great for the immune system. It's a very, very dark berry in this way. Um, there's no sugar added. There's no fillers. I'm going to put about three teaspoons in here and um you know it's basically one teaspoon per a serving probably for like a smoothie so if you think about like 12 donuts i don't know there's some logic mildly in there but again i'm just really listening to to being guided oops i'm very clumsy all right so at this point we are going to mix this all together 
because the honeygrams, that's gonna be the, the layer on top because basically what we're looking at is we're almost baking these upside down. So when we flip it out of the mold, that's gonna be the top of the donut. So we're gonna want the bottom of the donut, which will be the top of the donut from this level, that's going to be our crust. So we're not even gonna be like thinking about that right now. So at this point, I'm just whisking this all together. I'm gonna show you what this is looking like. This is really getting the carrots coated. And again, we're just really making sure that everything is incorporated. The elderberry is turning this into kind of, um, the flower has this sort of purple gray tinge to it. So that's really nice. What this is letting me know is that hopefully this dough is gonna kind of have a little bit of this like deep purpley color, the way that the elderberry does. Like this is here, it's a little bit easier to see from the image, right? So that's kind of the color. It's like a very dark, deep purple. <clears throat> All right, so this is what this is looking like now. Cool? All right. So on to the next step. We're gonna add in about a teaspoon of vanilla extract. Here comes our honey. We're putting in about half a cup. Oops, <laughs> it's a new bottle. <laughs> so let's open this up. This is either a spring or a summer honey, so it's very light. A little bit floral. Okay, take two. Half a cup, about half a cup of this honey. Wizard. All right. And now we're putting in about a quarter cup of the oil. Now here comes our almond milk, coconut almond milk. Now I've never tasted this, so I'm gonna have to taste this. Ooh, okay. The coconut flavor is really coming through here. I like that a lot. It's very much like initially kind of that almond, and then it's really predominantly that coconut. So I think this is gonna be really, really great with all these flavors together. I wanna make sure that I'm shaking this up. All right, we're putting about half a cup. Now at this point, everything has been added except for the honey grams and the slabs. Follow me. So now we are mixing this all together. Now this is really getting purple. Oh goodness, I'm so excited. These donuts are going to be purple in color. This is what my vision was. I'm super, super excited. This is looking really, really pretty. And the carrots are really standing out. So before I show you this as I'm mixing now, I promised you that I would talk about substitutions. So here's how this became vegan. So step one, of course, there's no animal products um, or, you know, cruelty to any sort of animal or something that's happening for this to be made. So as a result, um, a lot of these products are actually labeled certified vegan. 
and we're not using any egg. Now what's combining this all together is the same thing really that is two things, the same things that are sweetening it as well as uh, combining it. Predominantly the honey and then the coconut oil as well is what's mixing this together. Everything else is really nutrients, flavors, color. Um, you know, the, the uh, flour is gluten-free flour and the milk is, you know, vegan and gluten-free milk but you could use any type of milk. You can use any type of flour. You could even infuse from your way of milk. You can infuse the coconut oil. So there's many different ways, but I love to use my fruit slabs because the fruit slabs also are gonna show up in there. You know, against the purple, this orange is really going to pop the same way that the carrot is. And it's gonna be kind of like a game of texture and looking at it like, how is it a carrot? Is it a slab? You know, what's what's going on in there? Um, so you can really quickly make this, you know, whatever you want it to be. The honey, you can just swap it to a coconut sugar or any sort of sugar that you are interested in working with. So this is what this is looking like. It's really, really vibrant. I mean, honestly, the screen doesn't do it justice because there's a little bit of shadow from my uh, counters and whatever that are that's happening. But this is a very vibrant dark purple. Okay, so now the last thing that is going in here is our slabs. Just cleaning this off a little bit. Okay, so we're gonna be mint, kind of mincing this up. So I slice them up, just kind of like the way that you mince up anything else. And then we're going to mix this in. What's most important is really attempting to kind of make the slices the same size. Doing that is going to ensure that when we are dosing that we are most aware <laughs> you know as close as possible to this is actually how this is dosed if anyone has any questions at this time any comments let me know what you are smoking on or dabbing on or vaping on or eating on this is molly i'm smoking on some cherry flambe i think it's a pretty good sample pack we got today so i'm enjoying that and looking at your delicious goodness that you mixed up in that bowl we're just uh checking it out with Corey. i can only imagine the smell of elderberries so good I love that, Molly. That um, that sounds super good. I feel like I can almost smell that through the screen. And uh, yeah, just smelling it, it's it's definitely you know got a fruity sweetness, aroma, you know, a little bit tart, but it's going to be sweetened even more so by the slabs because of the mango. And I think that that's just going to bring it to a whole other level. And you know, much like when we bake when we bake things. Um, our flavor and our aroma get, you know, that much stronger at times. So depending on what it is. 
So I'm, I'm happy that you are liking it so far. It's a very simple recipe. Looking at this batter, I am a little concerned that I'm going to fill more than six donuts. So we may do doubling up, or I may just only make six, at which point everything is doubled uh, with our dosing. So, but that's totally okay if that's what ends up happening 10 milligrams per donut is a solid way to make sure that i don't eat every single one of these donuts <laughs> in one sitting all right oh jamie i, I have a shift trying to have a question um when you bake your, your stuff like because i know usually like you don't me measure exactly you know like for the stuff like you go by um you know how you guys tell you so i was wondering like when it comes to bacon like the timing and the temperature do you have like some general guideline or do you just kind of like check on it and see how it's cooking what's the uh, recipe of magic in that uh it's all it's definitely all of the above first of all great question um it's it's definitely all of the above so the first thing is if i'm making something that is remotely related to any other type of recipe that exists then I'm going to look at a recipe like that and kind of guesstimate from that it definitely also has to do with where you are in the world certain parts of the world for whatever reasons that I don't fully understand change the way that things bake and cook having to do with the altitude that's really as far as my understanding goes so you know there's definitely things to pay attention to um, and so I can get a lot of recommendations, but, you know, again, it's going to be different depending on, um, the, you know, quality of your ingredients, quality of your weather, quality of your, uh, oven, you know, there's, there's a lot of factors. So paying attention to it is definitely something worth it. Um, you know, as you saw, um, likely I always measure baking powder baking soda though that's those are important you know um measuring yeast uh when you proof your yeast you know you really want to make sure that you're measuring there are certain things that are the real science of it all like those ingredients that need to be measured and so that's the only thing you know that i measured the other thing is that you know i've been cooking a really long time more of my life than not I'm 32, and I've been cooking since I was 10. So, um, it, it, you know, ultimately, I know from when I was studying and I was forced to measure and before I was confident enough and before I understood or even believed in a concept of intuitive cooking in the way that I do now, um, I was measuring. So a lot of it is kind of like memory muscle memory you know and these are some things that that can take time but these are things that i believe that anybody can do and i don't judge anybody who's measuring especially with baking um you know it's why i give the best examples uh that i can you know of a of a recipe um again looking at a recipe that is similar and riffing off of it is a really great recipe for success so that is my very long-winded way of answering that but it's it's really a multi-layered thing and it's it's very personal 
and it takes time for you know to trust ourselves and and our guides and figure it out you know it's it's also like perspective leave this concept of perfection out the door there are many different ways to make a dish that ends up delicious and a lot of things in the kitchen that seem like a disaster can be repaired before it goes in the oven there is a lot you could do to fix a situation a lot you can do and there's a lot to look for so for example if you're making dough donuts rather excuse me this is not a dough this is a batter that is forming this donut that means that i want it to be the consistency of a batter a batter is something that has a thick liquid texture so that's what i know i'm looking for and if i don't find that then i say okay well then this is either too liquidy or too dry if it's too liquidy add more of a dry ingredient and if it's too dry add more of a liquid ingredient and you can usually do well with adding something that is simple like again you wouldn't add more baking soda or baking powder or yeast you would add like more flour or more um milk you know these are like safe things to add that aren't uh intense flavor but are going to change the texture does that make sense did i lose you molly <laughs> oh no i'm listening i'm just taking it in um, i know it's a lot of info at one point and i i know there is a bit of science about bacon like you said like with yeast and all that but i was just generally curious because i know when you do um gluten-free stuff especially because it's not the same um mechanism as you would with gluten because you have to activate it and work it and all of that that's why i was really wondering um like what's your magic trick because i know that vegan bacon and gluten-free is in general a bit more tricky just because you're working with like different materials um because everybody has their own like preference of substitute so that was mainly the reason behind the question yeah this is jeff tranibus um i I definitely hear you. And it makes so much sense. The fact that you're thinking about that, you know, shows already how intuitively like you have this understanding, right? Um, the big thing with substitutions in terms of that is knowing inherently that that without gluten, things get more dry. So the issue is likely solving a moisture. So for example, when I'm, I, I have quick ways of solving that from the very beginning so you know i found the initial recipe that i was looking at had nothing to do with anything other than basically vegan and gluten-free donuts so all i looked at was you know what is the type of sweetener they're using well they used a processed granulated sugar and i was like well that's a surefire way to make that dry. So I said, well, the sugar that makes things really the least dry, in my opinion, is honey. And it's definitely a healthy way to do that. So, you know, that's, I just use the honey liver, you know, with liberty. And again, the, the benefit 
one of the benefits of making something vegan is that, you know, like 99% of the time, you can really get a sense by tasting it safely what it's going to be like. So right now, ooh, that is so good. It's like very lightly sweet. Um, I can taste the honey. I can taste the coconut. Um, I didn't eat a carrot, but you know, that that's going to definitely come through when you bite into those carrots. I really taste the elderberry in there. And uh, I know that with that mango combination, it's going to be epic. So what you may have noticed as well, I was explaining all that. I was slowly incorporating the slabs, mixing it in, adding the rest, made it kind of like in three batches. So we've got 60 milligrams of THC in this batch. This is what we're looking at right now. Okay, so our oven has been preheated. And at this point, yeah, I feel pretty solid. I really don't want to add anything else. I'm very happy with how this tastes. So at this point, we are coming into honeygram territory. So the honeygrams are going to be a crumble situation. I just found these, um, Pamela's honeygrams, and uh, I've eaten two of them or three of them to assess the situation. Now, it's important to know what ingredients taste like. That's part of intuitive cooking is you can trust yourself when you know what something tastes like. You know, when you when you make something, that's how you get better and better and better also, you know, intuitively. So with this, um, it's kind of like a, a shortbread consistency. So it's going to be really simple to crumble. And I knew going into this recipe that the graham cracker is pretty sweet. So I definitely wanted to not oversweeten this. So that way I could be sure that this wasn't going to be too sweet with it all together. That's, I don't want that. So we're going to crumble these up and put them on the reverse side. So our next step is now we are putting our batter into our donuts. It will be the moment of truth to discover how many donuts we fill. Here's a great tip because I am clumsy and messy and you know it's just easier this way we're going to use a ziploc bag we are going to fill this with batter and then you cut the tip and you just pour it all in so we're just going to kind of scoop in enough so that this becomes weighted and then it's kind of easier to just kind of pour pour it in but since i'm by myself you gotta create a little bit of that weight first okay so now this is kind of holding a little open you want to do this very slowly take your time We're sort of solidifying that this is coming to the base here, opening up the bag more and more. 
cleaning up the lip. And we can slowly get a little more aggressive. We really don't want to lose this batter. Of course, I am already spilling some on the counter. We are getting there. This is really the thing that takes time. This is also going to ensure not only that our dosing is better, but that we are cleaner and evenly filling our donut molds in the hopes that they will bake as fast as possible. Alright, in a certain point, we're going to have to just stop. Now, it looks like I made a huge mess, but I made a lot less of a mess than I would have made, I assure you. Alright, so now we want to get the air out as much as possible. Close this bag. I'm going to wash our hands because otherwise this is going to be super difficult. Okay, friends. This is Corey. Yes, Corey. We uh, have a comment uh, in the chat here from Twitch uh, saying, uh, Rick Despict420 says, take the spoon out. I'm complete. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm leaving the spoon in actually to help with, uh, sorry, this is Chef Tranimus, um, in order to actually help with it not coming out too quickly. Um, so it actually gives me a little bit more control. So I was actually having it kind of cutting across the way so that it doesn't fall right out. I learned that over time. So <laughs> we're taking our tip. We're going to cut open just a small enough amount for this batter to come through. And we're going to start filling. So you're just putting this down, giving the tiniest amount of pressure. And that batter is going to come right on out. You want to be careful because when you get those little air pockets or you get enough of um, the carrots kind of blocking the way there, it will kind of shoot open. Want to fill these about kind of evenly. We're filling about halfway. They're going to get bigger. So we're going to start filling some other donuts. Again, we're just kind of squeezing this bag. This is the uh, cheap and easy way to do this when you're like me and you don't have piping bags. really makes it possible to really squeeze as much as you can out because you have the advantage with a piping bag it's not I mean some of them are clear but you know you're not gonna be able to see them now we have some fruit slabs that are getting stuck in here so we're gonna want to make sure that we're extracting those mm -hmm. 
shaving, do you feel yeah. like, up, uh, like a three-quarter way through or like a halfway through? It's about ha like half, three-quarter of a way. Once I, I'm going to um, show you a trick to leveling these out to really knowing how much uh, is going in. In just a second, I just, uh, you know, I get quiet when I'm quiet like that. It's because I'm really focused. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I don't want to mess this up. All right, so we're going to empty out the rest of our bag, making sure again, no slab is left behind. This is boring. Oh. I appreciate that. I'm complete. <laughs> This is Jeb Tranibus, yes. Yes, yes. All right, it looks like we are, in fact, getting 12. So that's pretty great. I'm very happy about that. So I'll be able to write this down, that it, make, it can, in fact, make 12 donuts. The pro of using a spatula is really being able to scrape out every last bit. All right. So we're going to level these off. Now, take your fingers and kind of slip them underneath the lips, the edges of your silicone mold. Hold on tight so that way you are holding the tray kind of level and just kind of gently shake it around. It's going to start to move around our our uh whatchamacallit our liquid you can also use our mix um you can also use a leveling spatula and kind of just move things around so i would say yeah these are about three quarters of the way phil molly for the most part. And basically by the time we put the graham crackers on, we're gonna be talking about probably looking like more full. Okay. Magic. All right, we're going to wipe down our surface a little bit. All right, so now... Oh, that's a slab. We're not leaving a slab behind. Now we are going to get into our graham cracker. So we can say pretty, pretty securely, most likely each of these are about five milligrams magic all right let's do this take a ziplock let's 
seven. Put nine graham crackers, minus a corner that you munch on, into <laughs> your zip. Close your zip. Throw out. Take your milk. Think of something that is agitating you currently. And smash your grant cracker. This is Corey. Do we do we need to talk after? Is everything okay? <laughs> everything is fine. So I, I smashed so enthusiastically that um the bag literally split open. <laughs> so now we're going to take just with our hands. Again, are you sure are... you're okay? This is Corey. I'm, I'm here to help. <laughs> uh, this is Jeff Travis. I, I'm fine. So we're covering the base. It is critical that you are not looking at your purple filling at anymore. Like you should be covering this because this is a crust. So don't be afraid to really pour this on. We can level it later. And by later, I mean like in a minute. So this is also a personal choice. Like how thick do you want your crust? A lot of this is really pretty finely ground. Some of it is in chunks. So we're going to have a nice mix of texture here. Okay. You can even pinch from others to make sure that we're really covering all of this. We're just gonna kind of situate it down. We're not really patting it down. We're just making sure that it's actually like connecting with the liquid. If you find that you have excess, that's excess you can move to others. Almost done here. Just want to make sure. So if you have too much also, you're just going to end up kind of losing that into a powder. So there's truly no reason to keep too much. Okay. This is pretty, pretty solid. Here's how these are looking. In the oven they go now. And we're gonna hope that these take like 10, 15 minutes. There's nothing really super heavy in here. 
I'm just going to throw the sensitive things back in the fridge. It's pretty, uh, pretty simple, right? Spongo Dave, I have a question. Yes, Spongo Dave, I have an answer. Is it hard being so talented and so handsome at the same time? <laughs> this is Chef Tranibus. Um, it is not difficult to be me uh, overall. I mean, I I overcome different challenges, but I appreciate the uh, the compliments. I'm working on receiving compliments these days, so that is something that I am loving through in in my process. But um, you know. It's like earlier today didn't start as the greatest day for me, and I really wasn't feeling well. But when I come on to teach the class, I just uh, it all kind of melts away. It falls away for me. And all that matters is the present moment that I'm here with you and that we're that everyone's having a good time. And um, not, yeah, that's about it. Just uh, focus on the moment. Focus on moment. I love you, Bongo Dave. You're very sweet. Very sweet. I'm gonna check the chat. I love you. I love you. Um, I'm gonna check the chat in just a second. I just wanna clear space because when these are ready. We want to make sure we have space to plate them. Okay. Happy to see you, Martin and Rick and Molly. Oh, I appreciate you, Molly. <laughs> yeah, it's all. It's good stuff. Okay, so I used nine, and you're smashing. Okay. That's it. Baked at 350. And we're going to see. I set it for 15 minutes. We're going to check on it. In the meantime, naturally, I'm going to finish off a king palm. So I'm going to change this. Sorry, go ahead, Molly. Is there a reason why you use silicone uh, molds and not like the other ones? Uh, I don't know what the other ones are made from, but they have like a different coating. Does it make a big difference or no? Oh, totally. It totally, totally makes a big difference. <clears throat> so I use a silicone molding because it is very slippery. It's made to uh, not be an issue with very hot temperatures. It cools down a lot faster as well. Um, so that it's much faster for you to handle. You get to manipulate it a lot more in terms of how you're positioning it, how much you fill it, and ultimately it just helps for things to slip right out. So like, whereas normally you would use, you know, any sort of oil on a, a tin or a copper or whatever else, you're going to be, um, you like don't necessarily have to do that. I just like to add a little bit of coconut oil because 
I like to be totally sure. And I also love the fact that it helps with creating a bit of golden ground. When we flip that over, it's going to be really, really pretty. So um, that, that's ultimately why I go with the silicone. Uh, also, they're very easy to clean and they're very easy to fit. Like you can fold them up and not upset them at all. You know, you could even roll it up. So it's a lot easier to store. So we're taking these out. It's official. Yeah, I use some silicone molds for my uh, banana. I guess it's like a banana cake, not a really a pie. Or it's like a banana bread that looks like a pie. Oh my God, Jamie. Uh, I good? wish I could share that with you. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you could too. I look forward to when we can uh, be together. Excuse me. I've been having this dry cough. All right, so I'm gonna just write down for good measure so I can remind everyone else to um, pull for probably, you know, 10, 10, 15 minutes is always is, is always a good measure. Now, now, if you are frosting something, oh shit, I said I was gonna make a berry coolie. Take a big pot, turn the heat up. I definitely forgot that I promised this. Um, okay, we're taking a bag of frozen strawberries, blueberries, blackberries, raspberries, dumping it in, honey. We're talking about two cups of the fruit, about probably about half a cup of the honey. Why is this falling? We're going to get that milk, put a little splash or two, about an eighth of a cup, and we're going to cook that down really quickly to the point where literally by the time that is done. These will be cooled. The honey is going to help to thicken up with the milk. The heat is going to cook down the fruit so that it becomes mushy. This is Molly. What kind of milk are you using for this, Jamie? This one, I am using the same to complement from the donuts. So this is the coconut. It's technically almond milk, but it's a toasted coconut flavor. So it's got this very light coconut flavor. And this literally is something that takes a matter of minutes. Now, you could reduce this down to the thickest of thickest of thickest. But what we're doing is a mixed berry coulis. That's absolutely something I promised I was going to do with this recipe. So um, what this is going to be is like a drizzle. And it's just one of these things you can make super, super last minute. So right now, you know, the milk has turned already kind of a reddish purple from the berries. So this is going to really complement everything else. A coolie is ultimately, you know, either cold or kind of hot, but it's really just a mixed berry kind of compote. It's just a little bit of a a different way of kind of saying it. And because I'm constantly moving around and I have the high heat, um, you know, it's it's okay. We're not gonna kind of burn anything. And everything is gonna cook really, really fast. This is still super hot. But if I move this, we're starting to see that it's pulling away from the mold. So that's gonna be good. But this is really fucking hot. I just burnt myself on that exterior pan. And this time, to attempt to create a little bit less of a mess, which I definitely did not succeed in, which I can already see, because um, I clearly didn't do this well enough, <laughs> I put wax paper underneath. Um, so already these fruits are thawed out. 
they're starting to heat up. It's a really quick thing. And coolie goes well on so much. Like, you could literally put this on pancakes. You know, you could put it in pancakes. Right there, you know, to um, create a berry pancake. You know, it just really depends on the consistency that you're looking for. If I had... Why, well, yes, Jamie, that is a very good idea. Okay, we're going to... Uh, magic bullet this to make it a faster process all right doing this in the magic bullet you can use of course any blender this is just gonna really blend these together pretty quickly and you can even put it back in the pan so thicken it up typically i would spend a lot more time on a coolie i like my coolies really thick i you know um really would need to cook it down but i'm also using such a small amount as you might be able to see that's already steaming up might even already be boiling and the boiling is kind of taking the sugars from that honey and the milk and turning in kind of that more of the caramel type situation okay Yep, it is boiling. Okay, this is super hot. The berries are so cooked that I'm literally just crushing them with... the whisk. I'm gonna check on how hot the donuts are. <clears throat> Pretty hot. Ooh, I just kind of saw the edge of one. It looks like such a deep purple almost like a brownie looks really delicate like if you've ever had like a, a lava cake like a chocolate lava cake or something like that sorry i always forget um and this is boiling up so in about another minute or two i'm going to transfer this over into here typically i would really want to cook this down a lot more Again, we've already gone over. Resonate Radio is being so kind to let me extend. But, you know, when I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to deliver it. So, although I'm delivering it later than I intended, typically I would have done this significantly earlier <laughs> in the baking, like while this was in the oven, and it would have really concentrated down. But this is already thickening, thickening up really, really, really well. Um, it smells absolutely incredible. You just really smell the strawberry, the, the blackberries, the blueberries, um, the raspberries. And it's just like extraordinarily hot. Um, so when you have sugars together in a pan and it's or, or pot and it's boiling with these berries like like i said i mean these were frozen <laughs> and these were fresh berries um i actually got them fresh and then i decided to put them into the freezer so this is really thickening up nicely okay spirit saying add a little bit more honey so that's what i'm gonna do um coolies are one of my favorite things to make i've started making them super young because it's something really easy to teach a kid who's interested in something kind of fancy but it's really, really simple this is getting to be like a really deep sort of red that extra purple kind of more like a raspberry i would show you what this looks like right now but it's well actually pots on one side it's a short enough it's not worth it 
I'll be able to show you in a moment. But this is already really reducing down. These are getting cooler. So at this point, I'm going to take this off the heat. Ideally, I probably would have taken another 10 minutes with it. No time for that today. Done with our whisk friend here. We want, uh, ideally, like, because of how I went about this, like a ladle. And we're going to ladle this in here. I'll show you, of course, before I go about this. Should be able to fit all of this in here in one go. Any question about berry coolies? You can do this with any fruit. The coolie is really just about the method. This is Molly. It kind of reminds me of the dessert I used to make when I was little, where I would mash sugar and cream. Um, except, like, you know, obviously we didn't heat it up, but um, I feel like it's kind of you know, maybe a bit of a similar flavor to that. And it was really good, and I think you can do that with pretty much any berries. Um, I don't know, something about the way the berry taste mixes with the milk and a bit of a sweetness in there, so it's pretty cool. I'm, like, salivating and drowning right now. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you can absolutely, again, having this cool and cold, um, you know, you can even pop it in the fridge. So this is what this looks like. See that deep, deep purple. All right, here we go. It's going to get really, really loud. So I'm going to mute because I love you. <laughs> but you're going to have... I'll be right That's okay. I appreciate you doing that. Now blowing out our eardrums. It's 5.37 p.m. on the Pacific Coast, just outside of Vancouver, British Columbia. Hello to you viewers around the world on resonate media through youtube and twitch we're live on clubhouse here with the tranibus kitchen cooking class we're learning with chef tranibus always a good time i had time to uh get some chicken drumsticks and i mixed a little bit of what would be considered greek seasoning with some panko and it's in the oven right now and we'll go hit that up in about 30 minutes or so that just, did you catch that? Yeah. <laughs> over there. What's going on, eh? It literally exploded from the heat. <laughs> that was incredible. I hope that, that we caught a close-up enough about that. That was wild. Wow. Okay. We'll, so, clip it. we'll try and clip it. Yeah, this is, um, <clears throat> yes, this is Chef Trambis. Wow, sorry. <laughs> that uh, caught me by surprise. Um, Thank you for that update. I just realized that we missed 420. This tastes incredible. I'm really upset that you can't eat it. That's the one thing I don't like about my shows and my classes. I need to get more aggressive about, or on, I mean, why do I keep using aggressive these days when I mean active? I need to get more active, proactive. That's what I need to do, proactive. I need calm down, Jamie. You need to calm down. This is Corey. We're just getting into the visual aspect and already you're like, you need to taste it. One step at a time. Jamie, one step at a time. Jeez. <laughs> I need to get more proactive. This is Chef Tranibus. I want to get more proactive about getting, you know, everything for all of you ahead of time so you can cook with me. That is like, that's the point of the class. Um, all right. So, so I'm being very gentle, kind of popping this out. Look how it, thin it is. 
it's like a donut sliver <laughs> but it's like it looks uh like a very very deep purple i can even it's difficult probably for you to see on camera um but i'll get pictures and, um you can like see the carrots and the slabs kind of like slightly through it because of the spongy nature and that crust let me see i wonder why that one ended up being so thin being very thin so okay so next time i'll end up using probably a little bit of baking soda as well because i want mine to be you know fluffy but i'm still you know these are still looking really great so at this point just pouring over some of the coolie give you some some corn action right now this can get covered put in the freezer all right let's take a, a bite of this moment of truth wow it's really delicate this is um what it looks like on the inside here hold on. let me see if i delicate cutting into it you can see the carrots and the slabs holy fuck i made lava donuts <laughs> i made lava donuts it's like lava cake how did i do that i, I, made, I made lava donuts <laughs> i am shocked if anyone has ever had a chocolate lava cake, this is what it is in a bite. Got that consistency that's just so delicate and soft and spongy, and it like melts immediately in your mouth, like like the like a fudgy brownie. But the crust is definitely there. The coolie, such a great addition. This is not dry. No, I would never believe that this was gluten free if you gave this to me ever i'm in shock i think i'm actually in shock right now um yeah wow i made i made lava donuts this is Corey. if you all ain't watching the live stream you can't see how stoked chef channels is you might want to go head on to twitch and youtube before we close her down and take a look i mean yeah you seem pretty excited about it i'm not gonna lie i'm extremely excited look ready yay the coolie is just I'm, <laughs> I'm in shock well there's none of those are going to be left soon that's for sure i'm um Corey, you forgot to take a picture for the telegram before you ate it i have 10 more <laughs> <laughs> there was no time there's there's one moment where you think you go oh, shit and then the rest of it like no this is too good for an oh shit i'll just do this later <laughs> this is so good i'm a honey badger <clears throat> if anybody knows that reference that's for you <laughs> yeah lava cakes wow resonators this is a big deal I have so many ideas now. How can I like, I'm telling you, I'm going to have a situation where I show you how to make everything possible from these donut molds, donut lava cakes, 
It's a, it's a thing. It's officially a thing. Thank you so much for resonating with us here today. I'm Chef Tranibus. This has been the Tranibus Kitchen Cooking Class, and we will be back next next Wednesday with I don't know what at this point uh, to show you how to make it, figure it out on the spot, see if I can get it done in an hour. I love you all so much. Thank you so much to Resonate Radio for sticking it out with me all this time. This definitely took longer to bake, but we're going to raise that temperature going forward. In the very near future, you will see this online at Tranibus Lifestyle, the whole recipe breakdown. So much love to you all. The kitchen is closed. Peace. episode of the resonate radio podcast thank you so much for making it all the way through to the end we appreciate the downloads the follows leave us a review if you're listening to us on the apple podcast please subscribe and hit the bell over on youtube and twitch you can find us over there at resonate media you can also find us on instagram at team resonate also send us an email to info at resonatecannabis.com. I hope you all have a wonderful day and thank you so much again for taking the time to listen to us here on Resonate Radio. We'll see you again next time. Thank you. <laughs>